With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. It's San Maximan. Oh, it's brilliant. Taken away by Wiggs. Let's see Oh, it's glorious. And it's Ward Prowse who strikes it. Stamford shot. Oh, brilliant. A Pogba. Oh, what a finish. Came out to him. Menez. Picked that one out. What a goal by Harry Kane. Saka, 2-0. Jesse Lingard. Oh, thumping finish. The champions of 2021. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, EPL Index proudly brings to you the best prediction podcast in the world, a tad predictable, with your host, Tariwa Chanakira, and his guest, Alex Letissier. It's game week 31, and you know what that means, it's time for another brand new episode of A Tad Predictable Guys and girls, the international break is finally over. I think the last international break for the season. We're on that last lap of the Premier League season. So I'm excited for that. There are going to be games coming in thick and fast. And like any race, you obviously got to pace yourself throughout the season, especially in a league race. I'm, I, you know, I look at those 800 meter races, those 1,200 meters. I mean, me personally in high school, I... I hated going beyond 800 meters. So cross country, all of that nonsense wasn't for me. 800 was my limit. Um, 400, I liked. 200, I was really good at. 100, I was really good at. So I'm a short distance slash semi-middle distance, short middle distance runner. Um, But we are joined by our guest. Um, She is Southampton's favorite daughter and she is she is more of the long distance runner so it's quite interesting we've got a yes. contrast here um alex alex Letissier, alex welcome back to the show um yeah. and, uh, have you always been a long distance runner do you know what no i was the same as you i used to hate cross country i would stop and my face would be as red as tomato <laughs> and i really really hated it and then i just thought I really want to do something for charity. And then I did my five marathons in five days. And now I've just got the bug and I'm going to be starting my training for my extreme challenge that's coming up. I'm running from Liverpool to Southampton and I'm doing 30 miles a day for seven days. So, yeah. My goodness. Let's get into it. <laughs> that, that is incredible. Um, good luck with that. Thank um, you. And I'm sure... You know, guys, uh, we'll do plugs and everything at the end of the show, but guys, do cool. keep an eye out for that one. Um, Alex, the Premier League as a league, it is yes. more cross-country long distance than a, than a sprint. But yeah. we've kind of, and I hearken to the 800, because I, I do like the, the, the pace that's set with an 800 is quite fast. But then when they hit, hear that bell, you know, um you got to then kick into another gear for that last lap. And and it seems like, especially if you look at the top of the Premier League, with the pace that Man City and Liverpool have had this season, it's been quite a quite a pace. Um, yes. And, and they've, they've had people that have pulled away, you know, the Chelsea's and stuff were meant to be with them. And then they've kind of left them behind a little bit. And then at the bottom of the table, you've got those stragglers, you know, the Norwiches that have been at the back of the of the race for <laughs> the majority guys, of guys. the season, to, much to my dismay and, and heartbreak. But they're, they've they've been struggling this season. It, it, you know, we it's, did try to tell you, Tad. <laughs> look, look, you know what? They, they've got a soft spot in my heart. Um, <laughs> and, and hopefully they come back up next season. I mean, well... Next season in the championship, they do well. They come back up and, and give it a good go 
in two years' time. We'll see, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Them and Fulham well, we'll seems to there. do a, a yo-yo thing. They've got a tag team. It's like a relay, really, between Norwich and Fulham. But it, 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 okay, enough with the, the running <laughs> references. Um, Alex, or maybe I'll, I'll keep it with the running reference in terms of... Because obviously you, Southampton, yeah. um, our resident Southampton pundit, and you get people in the race that they're not last, they're not first... Yeah. But they don't really. They, they they have. I don't think they have a chance of being first. I don't. I don't think Southampton have a chance of getting to even seventh. I don't think that's a no. harsh statement to make. They're currently no, a, a game. Um, in a, they've got a game in hand on West Ham, who are currently seventh. But uh, Southampton on thirty five points. West Ham are on forty eight points. So closing that gap would be uh, quite. The, quite the run-in in your last lap. Um, so what do teams like Southampton, I'm looking at Crystal Palace, I'm looking at Brighton, who I don't think are in danger of getting relegated. If you want to throw Newcastle in there, because they had a strong January to, yeah. to sort of mid-March. Um, what what do those teams do, and specifically Southampton? Is Do you feel the motivation is, is kind of slipping away? Are they already booking their holidays What's the feeling um, with with the middle teams? I I had well, I've always had this thing where I can kind of feel what's going to happen with certain things, and it makes me a little bit weird. But a lot of Southampton fans have been upset with me for saying this. I always felt like there was something off with Ralph. Not when he first joined Southampton. I was really excited. I thought you know, this guy really wants it and this is going to be really good for the club. And I know we've had issues with, you know, the owners and all the rest of it. And it's all been a lot of drama and it's been quite depressing. But for me, what you see on the TV isn't really adding up with the results. Because when you when you hear Ralph talk, you think, okay, well, this guy does really want it. You know, he's crying, he's emotional. But if a manager really wants it that bad, what's going on behind the scenes? Because the next issue then you think, okay, the players. And a lot of people are really lazy and cheap. And they say, oh, well, you know, Southampton doesn't, isn't that good. I mean, our worst players... For me, anyway, I think are playing really well at the moment. You know, you've got like Shane Long. I mean, I don't even think he should be in the squad. But to be fair to him, he's done all right recently. So for me, it's not even about the players anymore. I don't think we have terrible players. I just think something is toxic going on behind the scenes. And now there's rumours that Ralph is leaving. And to be honest with you, I think good. I've always said I don't think he should. It's not working, and I'm, I'm. We've said this, and I'm sure he's a really nice guy, and maybe I'm completely wrong, and it's just not a right fit. But if something isn't working in your workplace, you get rid of the person, don't you? Yeah. It's and, a business I, transaction at the end of the day, and it's not working. So he just needs to move on, and that's that, really. And and as you say, it's, it, it's kind of a feeling that's bleeding into you know throughout the club and even in the stands i, I know you you mentioned yeah. you you went to a game recently did you feel that sort of were kind of in limbo you know from the from even the the crowd with you know getting behind the team not as strongly as as in previous times that you've been there i feel that there's no atmosphere at st mary's um <laughs> i mean i'm sure my head's going to get put off. <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of rubbish for that, but there's no atmosphere at St. Mary's. The whole vibe now, especially now at this point, and you know, at this point in the season, like everyone knows where they're going to kind of roughly finish. And it's just about getting the job done again. It's, Oh, look, we're not going down, but we've made it. We've done enough to make it. And that's the mentality that needs to be put in the bin by everyone in the club because I even when you debate this kind of thing with uh the fans they're like oh well we're not going down it's like but I'm just a different kind of person I want to do more I want to do better and that whole attitude needs to you know it needs to start 
being alive it's what's the point of just oh we're not going down so it's fine that's such a boring mentality isn't it you want your club to do better you want them to push for more and that should be the aim not just oh we're safe so it's fine that's the most boring part of Southampton FC completely and it really annoys me well it it will be interesting if if Ralph does go um, first and foremost, I would be heartbroken because the the dress sense of managers in the Premier League, if he, <laughs> if he does just not end up back in the Premier League, it will just drastically but he, drop. You can't even keep that up, Tad. You can't even keep that up. It's like he's in a tracksuit one minute, then he's in you a suit. It's it like you got, if you're in a suit every day, it will get boring. Alex, you can't wear a suit every day. It will get boring. He, he's got to yeah, tease us a little iconic. bit. Like, hey, what about what about um? What's his name? Gareth. You know, he's always banging out a suit. He's always wearing the waistcoat, isn't he? He he is. He is. But we rarely see him. He's only internationals and stuff. Oh, that is. You get what I mean. That is true. I I think. I think. I I bet he wears one every day, Tad. (laughs) Probably. He probably even has a suit suit pajamas. Knowing him. Uh, But yeah. So it's it's an interesting time. We'll see how the season ends for Southampton. We'll see how it ends for those clubs we've mentioned, the likes of Leicester, etc., where they're not going to get relegated and they're not necessarily going to get into European contention. So what motivation do the players go into games? And obviously they're professionals. We hope they're, you know, they're, they're going to game um, and execute in a professional manner. But with the Premier League being so competitive, if you don't have that extra bit of drive, that can yeah. be the difference between you know it's such a low scoring game you, you know at, one goal can look change at arsenal. everything look at arsenal that's a really good you know they were you know top 4 they were amazing team they were like they're an iconic team then they had a massive fall and now they they're going back up do you know what i mean they, yeah. it is possible you have to have that mentality and it's something that southampton have really lacked in it's not just this year just quite a long time and it's just it's boring it needs to get rid of and the only thing I think that could possibly happen is to have a massive like declutter of of everything you know this I know it sounds really harsh but the star of the players everything it needs a complete fresh like just a massive declutter I know that's really harsh but something isn't working at at some point, just staying in the Premier League gets a bit stale. Um, yeah. And and look, there are two sides to that. We've seen clubs try and freshen it up, and they've gone down, um, and it's yeah. not worked out. Um, so it is a gamble. It is a gamble. And then we've seen clubs, you know, like Leicester, who have tried, you know, to revamp everything, and it ended up in a Premier League title. And yeah. those fans will have that for the rest of their lives. Look, they might be in tenth now, but hey, we won the league, and, and you know more recently than other teams. Um, so yeah, yeah it's it's a gamble, but whether or not they take it will be interesting. But we'll start off the our predictions for the Premier League weekend with the early kickoff games, twelve thirty on Saturday. Um, it's Liverpool versus Watford. Now Liverpool obviously walking into this with. In, you know, those intentions you were talking about where do your best in every game. Liverpool don't really yeah. have a choice. They have to do their best and they have to win every game. Even draws are kind of seen as losses for them. So it, it's a different mentality. Um, it's, yeah. a different, it's a different type of pressure as well that they then face. They're coming up against Watford. It's at Anfield. So, uh, you know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but Liverpool are very strong at Anfield. You know, Van Dijk hasn't lost at Anfield in the Premier League. Um, so I, I wouldn't be predicting a Watford win, even though Watford have caused Liverpool problems sometimes over the last couple of years. But they, they've got one win um, in their last five games. Obviously, that one was unfortunately against your Southampton team, the 2-1 win before the international break. Are, are you giving... Watford much of a chance in this one or is this going to be all focused on what Liverpool can do to finally you know go top of the table at least for a couple of hours if they do win I think you know Watford they haven't got a chance there's no point even showing up at this point I think Liverpool just they're just a little steam train aren't they it's just 
they're just not stopping. Like they have that great mentality. They want this. You can see they want this, and they're giving everything at the moment. It, like you said, it's just that. It, yeah, the draws. That's not good enough. So for me, I think Liverpool. They're gonna. You know, it's gonna be a two nil to Liverpool. 2-0 to Liverpool and I'm glad we start the podcast in a harmonious manner because I had 2-0 for Liverpool as well oh. and we were discussing this um, with a couple of people a bit earlier where we were talking about oh is 2-0 too low a scoreline but I think Liverpool have a Champions League game against Benfica um, coming up in the midweek so they've got that Watford game and then they've got Champions League football um, I know, yeah. you know, that's like first world problems right there, um, if I've ever heard of any. But I don't think Liverpool will put the, the their full, you know, just go and absolutely obliterate Watford. Um, I think they'll get 1-0 ahead, kind of control the game. If a second goal comes, great. If it doesn't, it's fine. We can manage, manage the game out. Don't want to expend too much energy because it's Watford on Saturday, Benfica on Tuesday and then Man City on Sunday in that big potential title deciding game. So yeah. I think the Watford game is kind of like a banana skin. Don't lose it, but also don't put, you know, don't go full out on that one because we've got bigger fish to yeah. fry. I mean, it could be a seven, it could be a seven, eight nil situation, but you know, I put two nil because exactly they're not going to, they're not going to be going all out. You know, they're not going out for murder are they it's just no. a case of just do the job exactly and and as i mentioned that would put them top of the league for you know at least until man city play but man city isn't our next game alex our next game is brighton versus norwich now both teams <laughs> I, I can't remember the last time any of those teams won a game which as i said one of for, for specifically for one of those teams it's very heartbreaking but I know. Are you all right? Do you want to take a second? Do you want to get some tissues? You know what? Um, I'm, I promised myself I wasn't going to cry. Um, <laughs> I promised myself I wasn't going to do this, and I'm not going to. I'm not going to get into it because it will get emotional. So let me focus on Brighton rather. At least I've got no emotional ties to them. Look, they they're also one of those clubs where the manager might be leaving. You know, there's always rumors that Graham Potter's going somewhere else. Whether or not it becomes a Sean Dyche situation where every season he's rumored to leave but never actually does leave. Or if he does, in fact, leave. I mean, it, it could be interesting from that perspective. Uh, but yeah, so so Brighton, this, the, this, the, the same problems persist for them is we control possession really well. Even against the big teams like Liverpool, Brighton control possession and territory really well. It's just they can't seem to put the ball in the back of the net. Well, lo and behold, you're playing Norwich, who um, they they wrap um, goals in, in, in little nice boxes with bows on them. Um, they've conceded 63 goals this season. Only Leeds at 67 have conceded more. Um, and when you consider oh, sure. Man City, I've only conceded 18. <laughs> That's quite a difference. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, what what do you reckon for this game? This is a really tough one, but I think Brighton are going to finish on top with a one nil. Yeah, I, it's it it yeah. Um, I I wish I was that. <laughs> I wish I was that. Um, confident in Norwich at the moment, but I think it's they they're waving the white flag now. It seems. Um, yeah. So. I, I think they're going to be able, if, if there's one team Brighton can solve their goal-scoring issues against, it's Norwich. And the fact that Brighton are going to stifle Norwich uh, out of a lot of possession, um, I, I think they're going to be able to at least fashion quite a few chances and score some of them. I mean, I've, I've gone 2-0. I've gone back-to-back 2-0 score predictions for the home teams. Um, we'll see whether I go with the same in the next game. I doubt it, spoiler alert, but it is the aforementioned Manchester City traveling to Turf Moor to play Burnley. Similar situation to Liverpool. Every game is must win for Man City. Uh, yeah. They've had a little bit of a blip of late, you know, in their last five games. Obviously, that 3-2 loss to Tottenham. Then they had the 0-0 draw with Crystal Palace. Um, Pre-COVID Burnley, 
I'm going to start calling them pre-COVID and post-COVID Burnley because <laughs> pre-COVID Burnley away is one of those games everyone hated. It's going to mm. be cold. It's probably going to be rainy. It's going to be physical. You're going to get bumped and bruised and they're going to make you work for a win. Now, it's probably still going to be physical, but it seems like teams have found it a bit easier this season to get past them. Now, Man City obviously also have that issue that Liverpool have in terms of how much do you concentrate on Champions League versus how much do you concentrate on getting your league result, you know, over the line. But Man City, they they go Burnley on Saturday, Atletico Madrid at home on Tuesday, and then they play that Liverpool game. Is it the same for you as with Liverpool where it's just a, 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 a professional win and then they move on to in inverted commas, more important things. It really is to the point where it's actually the same score, uh, 2-0. But, um, yeah, there's only two teams for me uh, that are giving it, you know, really kind of, they know that they could win this, and that's Liverpool and Man City. So it's just a case of let's just do what we need to do and move on to and save our energy for the the matches that really matter. Yeah, so a 2-0 score for you there for Man City at Burnley. Now, Man City this season, I've found they're, they're more willing to pile on in games than Liverpool have been. Um, so a game where Liverpool would take a 2-0, I've seen Man City go, especially the likes of Riyad Mahrez. If you look at when Riyad Mahrez scores goals, He's the king of, we're 2-0 up, we're comfortable, I'm going to score a, you know, a hat-trick and make it 5-0 or, or score two goals or something. So I, I, I've, I've given them a 3-0 win. I've given them that extra goal because I do think City do usually pile on um, when, whenever they, 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 they are comfortable in games that they don't necessarily just you know put their foot on, off the gas and, and just coast yeah. to a win. They, they're willing to take that 5, 6, 7. And that could become crucial towards the end of the season with goal difference um liverpool currently have five goals more than man city so the motivation is there for man city to rack up more goals in the event liverpool do catch them if you know that's a good point actually because obviously doing the maths if liverpool do catch man city it would mean man city would have not scored enough goals to either draw a game or win a game so liverpool would be extending that five goal difference so i think man city these type of games they need to pile on as many goals as they can and i think a three nil scoreline would be quite solid and 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 help them along the way in terms of getting goal difference um alex we'll move on to chelsea they have a home game against brentford now chelsea recently uh the last couple of months they've they've been you know you mentioned the steam train that that is liverpool chelsea have yes. been in similar form they're yes. just winning games left right and center um they're coming up against a brentford side who i think it was vital for brentford to get those two wins um they got the win against norwich they got the win against burnley not only did it help them with their league position but it also pushed the teams that were chasing them down um, yeah. So I think that was really vital for them. So they won the games they needed to win. I don't think they need to win the Chelsea game to stay in the league because they'll be looking at other fixtures ahead and targeting them. This game, it's kind of a free hit for them. Are, are you feeling the same way? Yeah, I think at the I think at the start of the podcast, I said I thought Chelsea were going to finish on top. I can't remember. I think I think I thought Chelsea were going to finish on top completely. Yeah. Um I mean there's at a the lot start of, of the drama season. going on, isn't there? At the start um, of the season you mean? Yeah. That they were yeah. going to finish top. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's been a lot of drama recently, but you know, they're a strong team so they can get through it. Uh yeah, I think Paul Brentford on this one because I've put well basically my goals at the moment it's a bit my scores at the moment are a bit like 2-0, you know, 1-0, 2-0. So I thought I'm just going to chuck in a bit of a a big one. Okay. Sorry, Brentford. So I think it's going to be 3-1. <laughs> oh, okay. At least they got a goal, you know. They, they yeah, I thought one. I'll be nice. I'll, you know, I'll pretend that I think they're going to get a goal. I'll just... 
<laughs> we'll give the traveling fans something to cheer. Hopefully, an, exactly. an Ivan Tony goal uh, for my fantasy team uh, yeah. would, would 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 be well appreciated. But I, I get where you're coming from. Um, it, it's going to be a tough game for them. Look, I think Chelsea are pretty secure in third place, so it's it's a it's a better problem to have than Southampton in the terms of we kind of know where <laughs> yeah. we're going to finish. We're yeah. going to finish third probably. Um, so whether the motivation is as strong for them, I think Chelsea's more so than the Liverpool's and the Man City's. Chelsea's hunt for the FA Cup um, and the Champions League is going to be the attention for them. Um, yeah, because they're not gonna they're not gonna win the league, but they've got Crystal Palace in the semi-finals of the FA Cup, and then you know in in the Champions League they've got to. They've, they've got to keep going. They've got Real Madrid. It's a massive, massive game. Real Madrid are the kings um, of the Champions League, obviously, with the most trophies. Um, yeah. So I, I think, are the Chelsea players going to have one eye on that game um, more than I the Brentford so, game? Yeah. I, I think can't... that's where they're going to focus right now, isn't it? Because they can't, they can't finish top. So, yeah. Yeah, so I've, I've gone with a modest 1-0. Uh, I don't oh, wow. see Brentford scoring because Thomas Tuchel is one of the best coaches when it comes to setting up a defensive structure and making it hard to break down. But I think a nice 1-0 win for Chelsea with an, a huge, huge head turner in Real Madrid coming up. Look, I, if, if I'm playing in that Chelsea game, I'm thinking I don't want to get injured in this Brentford game. When 50-50 challenges come in, I'm like, look, dude, you can take the ball. I'm good. I just want to make sure that I'm ready for that Real Madrid game because it's going to take an awful lot to to take out Real Madrid. You know, some might say they're not in great form at the moment, but Real Madrid and Champions League, the form goes out the window. So that's going to be the game. I think that the players are going to be focusing. <laughs> but what on. if, what if Brentford score first, and then they might think, right, then we need to just add a little bit extra on right now, just so we're safe. That could yeah, happen. that could happen. I mean, it would be amazing for Brentford fans. Get that, get that early <laughs> goal, uh, that Ivan Tony goal specifically. Uh, let's be honest here. Let's get that Ivan Tony goal <laughs> early on, and then try and force. Chelsea to expand that. And you know what? Not just Brentford fans. Real Madrid fans will be cheering Brentford giving Chelsea yeah. a game in this one um, just to make that, you know, just to put a little bit more in the legs of the Chelsea players. But yeah, so that's that's probably a game to watch um, to just see how Chelsea approach that one and whether or not Brentford, who, as I said, they've won games they've needed to win. There's kind of a free yeah. hit. They might, their players might play more freely because it's a free hit and say, look, if we win, we win. If we lose, we focus on other games. The pressure's completely on Chelsea, not on Brentford for that one. But speaking of no pressure, at, at least based on, you know, the, the, the talk we had at the start of the podcast, yeah. Southampton, they um, obviously have to travel to Leeds United. Alex, it's kind of a flip in terms of form where... You know, Leeds have won their last two games. Yes. Where, you know, and, and lost three games before that. Whereas Southampton have lost three games and won two games before yeah. that. Um, what are you expecting from this game? Is is it is it even more of the fact that, you know, you, you mentioned that the the atmosphere maybe isn't as great at St. Mary's as it should be, but this is an away game, and we know away fans usually give it 100%. Yeah, I so think the maybe away that... fans are better, to be honest. I don't know why. It's just always that way, isn't it? I think they're just yeah. more rowdy. They're more into it. Um, but, yeah, it's just a bit of a meh game. I mean, yeah, Leeds, Leeds were doing really bad and now they seem to you know they've got a new manager and they've they've won the last two um I know one of those games was Norwich but the other game was Wolves and I don't think Wolves are a terrible team so I think Leeds are kind of like maybe got their little mojo back but it's a bit of a boring score I think it's going to be one all I know we don't like draws but yeah one all draw well look you've done well to get this far and not and not give a draw um, so a, a one-all draw in this one, the first draw of the day. Um, yeah, look, it's it's 
I hate to pile on Southampton, but I, I really think that the Leeds players are going to want to impress more than the Southampton players, especially considering Leeds are still hovering above yeah. that relegation They've zone. They, they have to win. This. For, yeah, yeah. They, they, Leeds have to win this. This is a must-win game for Leeds. Whereas Southampton, it would be great to win it. I mean, especially the people with the goals bonuses and win bonuses and their contracts. Yeah, add a couple extra thousand pounds in my pocket. Fantastic. But if I'm Leeds, I have to win this game. I have to keep this momentum going because we know it's so hard to keep and maintain momentum. One loss and and you could just lose it all. So Jesse Marshall will have them fired up for this one. It's a home game against a team that's not playing well. I think they they would have targeted this game. They've had two weeks to prepare. Um, yeah, I've 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 gone with a two-one Leeds win for this one, and I'll I'll quickly move on before I join you in getting pelters from Southampton fans, uh, because Alex, it's time for bank it or burn it. Yes. Now, Obviously, you pass the baton on, as is theme today with all the running puns. You passed the baton on last time when you were meant to be on the show to your husband, Mitch. Yes. And, you know, we spoke oh. to Mitch beforehand and we were like, look, if if you want to do Bank or Burn It, the questions are there. You can give it a go. If not, we'll create another segment for you because obviously he, he it's not like he's a regular on the show. I mean, he he's come in... Um, and, and done really well at times, but this was going to be your spot. Um, the run yeah, sheet was I'm already queen, made, you know? and uh, you know the run sheet was made for you and everything. Um, and and he was like, you know what? I'll give it a go. I'll, I'll give it a go. I, I, you know, as long as I beat Alex's score, I'll, I'll be fine. <laughs> I, I don't mind. You know, as long as I don't embarrass myself, get like below ten or something. But if I beat Alex, great. And he was stressing. I mean, I was getting DMs from from your husband just just to let you know. He was slipping into my DMs, asking, "Is is that is that pointing? You know, is that a goal? Is that a goal outside the box? Is that a header? Is that you know?" Oh just trying to calculate goodness. how he was doing. So He's I think so competitive. I think, I think the competitive bug got him um, in the end, and oh, it is such it a fun does. game. Bank it or burn it, and. Not only did he go and beat the score that you were sitting on yeah. for the season, the guy's only gone and topped the league with the highest ever score on Bank of <laughs> <laughs> I'm got not 19 surprised. out of 25 I'm and just, just basically slapped us across the face like Will Smith and said, this game is disrespectful um, to, you know, <laughs> to, to who I am as a man. You know, I'm, I'm just... I'm just going to dominate everything. Uh, so you've 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 got a task on your hands here, trying to. I do, yeah. But I think that this could be quite possibly one of the easiest bank or burn it. Oh, you did not just say that. I know. I'm kind of jinxed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I put that into the universe. But when I looked at, it, I thought this is this could be alright. You know, this could be alright. Oh, that is fantastic. Right, people, keep your eyes wide open for this particular <laughs> bird because this is Alex says she's gonna get twenty five out of twenty five. Come on. She might even get bonus points just for, you know, shouting out who's gonna score the goals. I mean, you so you're very confident going into this yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I am confident. I mean I've gotta knock I've gotta knock Mitch off, you know. That's what I've come here to Definitely. do. That's what we're gonna do today. I mean, he needs to stop being so cocky and confident about this he does not even deserve to be here right now it's like do you even go here do you even come here you're not even you're not even from this school like go the exchange students come in yeah. and just dominated the sports day when victor Ladorum and, and walked away like exactly. oh you guys you guys tried oh, wow. yeah okay so the bar has been set 19 out of 25 a record okay. for bank it or burn it let me remind you um, let's see, obviously in terms of uh, a score out of 25, because we did have a blockbuster grand final between you and Jody last year after you guys had tied. Yes. Yeah. Um, and we had, what did we have? 50 questions in in that one? A 50, oh, that was a 50 question bank it or burn it between the two of you. That was epic guys. If you do want to go back and find that one, it's well worth the listen, but let's focus on you. Let's focus on you trying to get the title for this season, the beautiful trophy um, that goes to the winner of Bank It or Burn It for a tad predictable. 
Guys, the rules are simple. I'm going to put 15 seconds on the clock here. And Alex is going to um, get a... Each round is five questions. And it's each round is based on the fixtures that we've just discussed. The five fixtures we've discussed. And if she thinks the scenario is going to happen, she's going to shout bank it. If she thinks the scenario won't happen, she'll shout burn it. So the questions, the easy questions, as Alex has put it, um, are possession over 55% to the home team. Um, B, over three offsides, C, over 30 clearances, D, outside the box goal, and E, knee slide goal celebration. Now, it's been a little bit of a winter pull in, you know, throughout the UK. That's, you know, we thought we were getting spring and summer and all of the goodness, and, and then a little bit of winter has come in. So I wonder if that affects how you think the knee slide situation is going to go for these fixtures. But Again, the fixtures are Liverpool-Watford, Brighton-Norwich, Burnley-Man City, Chelsea-Brentford, and Leeds versus Southampton. Alex, for bragging rights in the household, are you ready? Yes, let's go. All right, here we go. <laughs> here we go. With the easiest bank it or burn it of all time. <laughs> Your time <laughs> starts now. Possession over 55% to the home team. Bank. Over three offsides. Burn. Over 30 clearances. Burn. Outside the box goal. Bank. Knee side goal celebration. Burn. Oh, interesting. Okay, okay. What time to spare as well? I'm looking at the clock here. Just letting the clock run out so people know Ooh, that we, we are timing, you know, you know. Uh, keep everything above board here. I don't want Mitch slipping into my DMs again. Um, oh, yeah. But, can't okay. get rid of that guy. Brighton versus Norwich. All right. Your time starts now. Possession over 55% to the home team. Bank. Over three offsides. Burn. Over 30 clearances. Burn. Outside the box goal. Burn. Knee slide goal celebration. Burn. Ooh, just one bank in there. Just the one bank. Okay. Is, is there even a point of me letting it run out? I might just restart the clock when, when it's... When it's time for the next one, we've got Burnley versus Man City. Now, this one's an interesting game. You've gone 2-0 to Man City in this one. Um, mm. Let's see how that affects your scores. Right, Burnley versus Man City. Your time starts now. Possession over 55% to the home team. Burn. Over three offsides. Bank. Over 30 clearances. Burn. Outside the box goal. Bank. Knee slide goal celebration. Burn. Oh. Oh. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, okay. I, I, I know Mares likes a knee slide. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, but you say. know how I feel about the knee slides. <laughs> it's not as contestious as the first pump. I, 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 yeah, yeah. I, the, 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 I think people that work on the run sheet know not to put the first bump celebration when it comes to you because that that caused that nearly caused world war three in the office so we're staying away knee slide is very simple they either did a knee slide or they didn't um i, I think yeah i think that's how the team has gone with it with regards we need to, that to do the one. robot in the future <laughs> peter crouch is retired guys we, i know we no need to bring it back <laughs> no one's doing it. someone should someone should um right chelsea versus brentford Oh, this is the big score that you went with. The 3-1 with the Ivan Tony goal, of course. Your time starts now. Possession over 55% to the home team. Bank. Over three offsides. Bank. Over 30 clearances. Burn. Outside the box goal. Burn. Knee slide goal celebration. Burn. Oh, with four goals. Yeah. Do you, you just don't <laughs> like knee slides. This is becoming a, a problem here. But I just think it's it's become too dry for knee slides. It's it's rained a little bit, Alex, this week. Yeah, only a little bit though. You need like you need it gushing, you know. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Right, um, Leeds versus Southampton. Okay, the one-one draw that Alex has predicted. Let's see how that affects her predictions for this one. Your time starts. Now, possession over 55% to the home team. Burn. Over three offsides. Bank. Over 30 clearances. Burn. Outside the box goal. Burn. 
Nice Light Goal Celebration. Burn! That's one, two, three, four. There's only... <laughs> no, you've burned every single one of them. You just... Yeah. Absolutely obliterated that. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Alex does not think there's going to be a single knee slide in I the first like five games of the Premier just, League fixtures. You know, it's not it's not that time of the season. This is about just get your head down, get the job done. No one's going to be doing knee slides. They don't want to hurt their knees when they go on holiday to Dubai. Fair. That's a fair point. That's, that's something to keep an eye on, guys. Um, but Alex, let's move on to the games that won't be part of Banquet or Burnley, but still as important to us here on A Tad Predictable. It's Wolves versus Aston Villa. Now, we know Wolves are a tough team to break down. They've been tough all season. Um, looking yeah. at their goals conceded this season, they've conceded 26 goals this season. So, uh, you know, their, their last couple of games, they've been leaking goals. They had that 3-2 loss to um leads recently uh, the tuna lost to crystal palace i'm looking in there so they've they've started to leak a few goals and you know they're hovering above that or below that european spot they're in eighth place west Ham are above them with two points having played the same amount of games so they're still in the hunt for europe um yeah does, does that affect your predictions for this game coming up against an aston villa side who for me I think they're just trying to finish as high as they can. I don't think they're going to get up to, you know, seventh place. They're currently 12 points behind West Ham. They have a game in hand, to be fair to them. But I think they're just trying to finish as high as they can, whereas Wolves have to continue to put pressure on West Ham, who are above them. I feel bad because I feel... I feel like we were talking about how, you know, teams that try and teams that don't. I do feel that Wolves really do try. Hmm. I feel that they deserve more. But I'm going to go with a 1-0 to Aston Villa. Ooh. And everyone knows how much that pains me. But that, Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That is spicy. Um, and, you know, congratulations for being brave to, to make that kind of prediction. Um, <laughs> look... You mentioned Wolves deserve more from the season, and, and I tend to agree with you this season. They've done well, as we said, very tough to beat. Um, maybe not scored as many goals as they should have. Yeah, that's, especially, what, yeah that's what's kind of got, got them where they are, really. Yeah, especially at the start of the season, there were games where they should have been you know, winning, and, and they were just drawing because they couldn't. They had the Brightonism you know, in them. They they couldn't just finish teams off and, and that was to their detriment and I guess where they are now. But it's still a good position, you know, eighth place, challenging for seventh, could potentially move up even to, you know, sixth place, um you know, looking at the teams above them, the games that are coming up. They're they're still they're still in the fight. Mm. They're still in the race. They're in the chasing pack and they're still in the race. That that's important. As you know, at this time of the season, you want to be fighting for something and that is that is what they're doing. I'm I'm going with my first draw of the fixtures. I've gone with the 1-1 draw for this one. Oh. I think a low-scoring game uh, as you've predicted, but I think that um I think both teams kind of leave this game frustrated after a 1-1 draw. But you yeah. know, Man United will be hoping they don't leave frustrated, especially at Old Trafford. The pressure on them, Alex is absolutely insane. Yes. They've got their their captain being booed when he goes to England. He gets booed when he comes back home at Old Trafford. Like, is 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 there a club that has more pressure on them, you know, in this last lap of the Premier League than Man United and making sure they get top four this season? I mean, like we've spoken about, well, to be fair to Man United, they've gotten a little bit better recently. I think yeah. so anyway. And, you know, they're, they're doing that climb. But I don't know. I don't want Man United to do well. I just think it's a team that you don't want to see do well. It's just like, it's it, it's fun that they're not doing as good anymore. Like, it's it's fun. It's nice to laugh at. So I don't really want them to do well. But they're against Leicester City. And, you know, they've lost five out of the last six Um away games and Man United are better than Leicester City in my opinion so it's going to be a 2-1 game to Man United 2-1 to Man United um yes. yeah as you say a lot of I think it it 
it happens with teams that end up winning too much it kind of gets a bit boring and then they start losing and it gets funny and then it might get to a point <laughs> where it then gets a bit sad but judging by alex's tone i don't think it ever will get to that stage it will just be funny anytime man you know yeah it's it well. funny um but yeah i think there's a lot of pressure on them at least for at least from their perspective ronaldo is now qualified for the world cup again so his motivation and drive to finish the season strong is going to be really high and i think it starts and ends with him um because i've always said all season he is the firefighter and the arsonist at the same time he a really lot of their is, problems yeah. are because of him but also a lot of the reasons they get rescued are because of him so it just depends what ronaldo does for the rest of the season and that's a lot of where people a lot of people are still not happy he's there and yeah. yeah, they're not. It's very you either love him or you hate him, right? That's true. But I think he has brought a lot to Man United. That's just I don't think it's you know it's a non-starter. I know he's a bit of a I know he has his issues, but yeah, I think they've done better with him in the team. Of course, they have. Yeah. Look, um. It- his talents, I think, are undeniable. And anyone denying it, then you you kind of feel, okay, you're being a bit biased here. I, I don't really then want to listen to what else you have to say. Like, the talent is undeniable. But yes. my issue is that I didn't think they needed to sign Ronaldo. I think they needed to sign other positions and yeah. create a more balanced team. That was my issue with, with him. So I don't have an issue with Ronaldo and the player. I have an issue with how him coming into the structure of this Man United team um, has affected them. But anyway, um, I don't think it will affect them in a negative way in this game. Uh, Leicester, as we said, they've not been doing so well this season. United are doing relatively well. I mean, obviously, the the, the draw to Watford, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, the nil-nil draw to Watford was disappointing. But the only other loss was to Man City. And everyone loses to man city everyone so that, loses that's, to man yeah, city that, that's that's not that's not you know a bad thing they had that big 3-2 win against um tottenham um and they'll be hoping to continue you know in good form i've you know they i've gone 2-0 to man united in this one i think they coast past leicester and they they continue to put that pressure on to try and hopefully get that top 4 spot now a team that was in that top four spot for a a good chunk of the season and they were doing really well you know it was the you know the question can they hold on can they hold on you know speaking of strictly the top four race west ham kind of looked like the pace setters to me in in long distance racing where they they run ahead they're setting the pace for everyone else and they just kind of start to fall off towards the end because they've gone out too fast um and it seems to be the case of late. Obviously, they had that um, derby loss to Tottenham, that London derby loss to Tottenham last time out. And, um, you know, they, they had the win against Aston Villa at home. They had the loss to Liverpool, similar to City. Everyone kind of loses to them. So that that's okay. That's okay. Um, yeah, so it's a bit of a patchy form at the moment. And the the the, the, the good thing, for them is that they're playing Everton who have been woeful. And I've said it before. I think Lampard's the worst manager in the league. Um, I just don't think, I just don't think he's a good manager at this point in his career. There are, there are Saints fans wanting him as our manager. I'm like, please guys, take a deeper dive and look at what he actually did at the clubs he's been at based on the resources he had. I'm, I've not been impressed personally. I think obviously he's still young in the game, so there's plenty of time to develop and grow, etc., and become a good manager. And obviously, as a, as an England legend, as a Chelsea legend, everyone's hoping that he gets, you know, becomes a good manager from that perspective. But the reality of the situation is, I don't think he's doing that good of a job at Everton. Yeah. I don't, I didn't expect him to do that good a job at Everton, and I don't expect him to do a good job against West Ham. I think David Moyes, against his old club, he's going to come out victorious. Obviously, West, uh, West Ham will be, you know, sweating over the injuries of the J- Jared Bones of the world. But I think they should they should have enough, especially if they're challenging for those European spots. They should have enough to see off Everton. I've gone with a 1-0, a modest 1-0 win. 
for West Ham in this one after berating Lampard and how bad he is. You know, one no loss isn't that bad. But in context, based on where they are in the league, based on the fact they've lost four games in a row, a one no loss is quite heartbreaking because you're so close to getting a result and then you don't. Um, but yeah, I've gone with the one nil win to West Ham in this one, Alex. Well, I've kind of gone a bit extreme here just because I wanted to spice things up a little bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, yes, I'm the same as you. I think West Ham are going to win. Um, I don't think they're just going to win. I think they're going to win 4-0. Oh, my goodness. You really don't like Lampard. Wow. No. <laughs> <laughs> are you secretly hoping he loses these games like 4-0 so he he's not even in the running for the Southampton? Is that the tactic? Ex- yeah. Yeah, I'm. I really want West Ham to absolutely annihilate them, so that people think actually we don't want this guy. All right then. Okay, the ball's in your court, Lampard. Let's see what you do there. Um, we move on to another team in those European positions, trying to obviously get that coveted fourth spot. But you know, it's it's Tottenham. They beat West Ham. You know, in in their last game, they come up against yes. the Newcastle side, who have been interesting because. From January to about like early March, they looked unstoppable, really. They they were doing really well. They were getting wins. Eddie Howe was, you know, he's done a fantastic job to turn things around there. Obviously, they've got the resources to do it, but you still have to do it on the pitch. And it's kind of a mid-season transfer window, not necessarily time to train the players and, and, and have a whole summer to bed them in and all of that. So there's that part of it. He's not had Callum Wilson. He's not had St. Maximan for certain games. So you can't say it's just a St. Maximan thing. Um, but against Tottenham, uh, Tottenham are starting to to gain momentum. They had that Man United loss. But aside from that, they've had some convincing wins. All of their w- wins have been by two goals or more in recent um, history. Does that affect your predictions for this game, or are you looking at other things? Um, I think Tottenham are going to come out and do so good, and I think Newcastle—they've definitely massively improved. Um, you know, they've kind of won the jackpot recently. Uh, but I think this is going to be a five-one to Tottenham. Oh. So continuing that form of, of getting a lot of goals in games, a 5-1 yes. win for Tottenham. It's at home as well for Tottenham, and that stadium does create an, an epic atmosphere. I mean, I was there for the West Ham game, and you were talking oh, about, really? um, yeah, and you know, you were talking about away fans a, a bit earlier when we were talking about Southampton and the away fans versus the home fans, um, and our, we were sat close to, but not obviously in the West Ham side of things, we were sat on the Tottenham side, but close to the West Ham fans. And they did not stop singing the whole game. Even when they were losing, they did not. So there is that thing with the way fans of, we sing until the 90th minute. Um, I mean, think about it. Most of of the time, I know London, you know, West Ham, they might not have traveled that far, but most of the time, it's a long journey in. You kind of get revved up throughout the day. It's quite an event to go to an away game and and sit in the away end. It's it's really, really fun. But yeah. um, I don't think it will be fun for Newcastle fans from a score perspective. Um, I haven't gone as high as you with the 4-1. And the, the debate I was having was whether or not Tottenham were going to concede. <laughs> really was the debate I was having. Because really? they, have kept, they, they have kept three clean sheets in their last five. But I don't trust them. I really don't trust Tottenham. Like they, I know they what can, you mean. They, they've got error-prone players currently playing for them, and that's probably the the biggest thing for them to fix in their defense um, in the off season. It's just getting personnel in that will cut out the unforced errors. So, in saying that, I've gone three-one to Tottenham. Um, and, uh, <laughs> like, Wait, do you know what? We're not that. We're not that off today. We're actually yeah, kind of in sync. It's not bad. It's not bad. I don't think we've had a contentious. Um, I mean, it's it's a draw here and a win here, but I don't think we've we've gone opposite in terms of, t- you know, who we think is going to win a game 
And I mean, yeah. we've, got two, we've got two games left. We've got some interesting ones left. Let's see. Let's see if we do Let's get a bit see. contentious to, to end the podcast off here. We've got Crystal Palace versus Arsenal. Another London derby. Um, it's at Salas Park. And that, if there's a stadium you want to go to, for me, it's Salas Park. I love the atmosphere there. Um, but what what are your thoughts on Crystal Palace versus Arsenal? Crystal Palace, one of those teams in that do we have much to play for this season? Although I do mm. think being, you know, Vieira, and I keep saying I've liked the job he's done there, you know, to refresh an entire squad, um, bring some of those young players in. I think they want to finish as high as they can this season, just, just to yeah. get into next season in a feel-good mood especially because they're such a young team now relative to what they were and they're, they're, they're building something new here. They're, they don't want to kind of stroll their way in, into the end of the season. Um, and then on the other side, you have an Arsenal side who are in a win-every-game situation. They're, they're, they're yes. the favourites to get that fourth spot. Um, they've got games in hand over the teams below them and have a three-point lead over the closest team. So, so they're definitely the team that's heavily favoured to secure that fourth spot, probably even challenge Chelsea for that third spot. If Chelsea do get far in some of the cup competitions and stop concentrating on the Premier League, maybe maybe Arsenal can get, get to them and, and catch them up. What do you think about this game? I think this is the game to watch mm. out of all the games we discussed. I think this is going to be really interesting because, you know, Crystal Palace, they've not had a bad season. Um They've, you know, they've been doing good and Arsenal, like I said, they've done so well to recover and, you know, get back to, you know, a team that we recognise, a side that we recognise. And I think for that, I've been maybe a little bit biased and I think I've given a 3-2 to Arsenal. Oh, that's a very good game. Because I think both teams, you know, both teams could win it but I think Arsenal just have that little extra something to fight for at the moment yeah definitely and it's also a, a, a Patrick Vieira derby um obviously Arsenal legend I, I don't know if he's been inducted or was nominated to to go into the English Premier League Hall of Fame obviously well deserved for you know the career that he had and what he did in the Premier League, but it it's it will be it will be a very good game, and as you said, a, a must watch game. The game to watch this weekend. Um, it's yeah. on Monday night, so it's going to be on Sky Sports. If, if you're not in the UK, or you know you you want to watch Sky Sports, there's there's only one way really to do it, Alex. Um, yes. And that's by linking up with our presenting sponsors. That's Liberty Shield, and Liberty Shield is a VPN provider. You can check out their services at libertyshield.com. Um, I know the month of March is running out on us, guys. So I've, I've got a new coupon code for you guys. Um, it's EPL25, and that saves you 25% off routers or software VPN packages from Liberty Shield. A uh, huge thank you to them for not only sponsoring the show, but also giving us that code, hooking us up with that code. That's fantastic. And they're also the number one um rated vpn on trustpilot so that's pretty fantastic i heard that the other day that's really mm. good for them so they're doing well and we hope that you guys continue to show your support show the podcast support tweet at liberty shield and, and let them know you heard them from us guys for those that don't know virtual private network is a technology that encrypts your internet traffic very important thing it protects your online identity hides your ip address shields you from online Shields your online data from third parties, for example, hackers and stuff like that. Um, you can also avoid geoblocks, as I said, if you're an expat or if you just enjoy Sky Sports, you can watch Sky Sports from being out of the country um, and vice versa. If you're in the UK and you're geoblocked from certain sites outside the UK, you can use Liberty Shield to bypass that or any government imposed restrictions to access any websites that you like. Um, also, thank you to EPLindex.com, who is a co-presenting sponsor. Now, in terms of this game, obviously, as you said, must watch. Salas Park is usually a high-scoring ground. Um, I think it's going to be a very intense basketball-type London derby, where it's back and forth, a lot of high energy in this game. Um, yeah, 
<laughs> I, I, look, for me, with Crystal Palace, they, they've done well to kind of spread the responsibility around the squad, but I still think it, it starts and ends with Zaha at the moment and how well he produces. And in the big games, on TV, especially on a Monday night where everyone is watching, um, I think Zaha is going to turn up. And I think he's going to throw a spanner into the works, like Crystal Palace usually do. I mean, we've seen, for example, in that 13-14 season, if I'm not mistaken, where they went and beat Liverpool after Liverpool like 2-0 ahead and, 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 and were running towards a Premier League title late in the season and Salah's Park just came alive and Crystal Palace caused the huge upset and basically stopped Liverpool's run for the title. Um, so I, I think... Crystal Palace is the club. They're they're the the giant killers when it comes to late in the season and a team needs to win in a high-stake game where the whole country is going to be watching. There's only one game on that night and I'm going to go with the mirror of Alex's score. I'm going to go 3-2 Crystal Palace. Oh, There we go. We've gone head-to-head on this one. As we said, for the game, that's the must-watch. Um, I think I think Crystal Palace they they love this they they live for this this is what Crystal Palace is in the Premier League for for games like this to cause an upset to put a spanner in the works to get the calculators out for everyone because you know the calculators will be out if if Arsenal lose that game and everyone trying to figure out what they need to get forth do Arsenal have enough do they not like this is the game that's going to break everything in that top four race and yeah I'm, I'm very excited for it. Um, Alex, we end the podcast off with Burnley versus Everton. We've gone from a very exciting game to yeah. not so exciting game. <laughs> so depressing. Game. So, yeah, not not so exciting. Are, are you going nil nil for this one? What, what's the story? Well, I've been a little bit controversial this one because I, you know, this could really be a big game though because they're both fighting. Yeah, you know, they're both fighting. Um, but when it comes to Burnley or Everton, I think Everton just just don't have a chance. They're just oh, so no. so bad, so bad. So I've done two nil to Burnley. You really don't like Frank Lampard. <laughs> <laughs> wow! 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 Sorry, so Frankie. One, two, three, four, five. That will be six losses in a row. Yeah. For Frank Lampard, because obviously you, you did the mega loss for them against West Ham, the four 0 loss, and then you've piled on with a two 0 loss against Burnley at Turf Moor. We've 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 mentioned. I've mentioned pre and post COVID Burnley, um, and because it's post COVID Burnley, I've gone with a nil nil, guys. I can't I can't with this game. I'm not watching it. I I don't care. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm passing it on to someone else's responsibility. I, I usually I try and watch all the game. games. I can't. I can't. I can't with this I game. I can't with this game. I'm like, I'm like, I'm Maybe like. Maybe a like couple a... of minutes before it ends, we'll just, you know, we'll tune in. I'm, I'm like a, I'm like a teenage girl bank... in maths class. Oh, I can't even. Okay. I just do odds. <laughs> and I'm, 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 I'm ditching this game. I'm done. Burnley versus Everton. <laughs> you guys can do with it whatever you want. Um, I'm, I'm not even going to check the score. So, Alex, uh, your, your your tally for that might I'll not even count. You know. I'll just I'll yeah. just tell you it's two nil anyway. Just okay. Whatever whatever someone tells me the score is for that game, I'm going to believe it because I'm not. What I'm if not it's involved like with that game. a crazy game? What if it's, it's not? Seven it's really not. Imagine, let's not do imagine. this, imagine. guys. Imagine. Let's not do this. This is imagine. how they rope you in. Okay, it's a game on a Wednesday night. Bear in mind there are Champions League games going on on Wednesday night. You guys are going to watch Burnley versus Everton? Uh-uh. No, we're ending the part. That's it. We're done. Um, yeah. Alex, uh, do you have anything you want to plug, put over, promote? We're, we're done yet. I'm so done with that game. You just Will Smith them. Like... I'm done. I can't. Come on, man. On a Wednesday in the Champions League week? It's probably nope. going to be raining. Nope. Nope. How many fans do you reckon are going to be there? Two. (laughs) You and me. (laughs) No, you and someone else. I'm not going. No way. Oh, that's so funny. Right. Plugs, Alex. Okay. Let's wrap this up. Okay. Let's let's wrap this up. You guys need to follow me on everything, especially Instagram. It's Alex Letizia. Everything is at Alex Letizia. Yes. That's, that's very easy. 
perfect simple easy everything at alex Leticia. go follow her if you want to find out what she's doing what she's up to everything will be on her socials instagram twitter etc um from my end go and check out well don't go and check out the burn me everton game okay enough of that go and check out um all the context on epl index website we have match previews post-match reviews player performances all of the news that you guys could wish for in this last lap of the premier league of course there is the daily foot, um, podcast show the two-footed podcast with dave hendrick finally also go check out our flagship show that runs weekly it's the epl roundtable where kev devries sits down with panelists from around the epl um teams they do reviews and previews of the happening around the epl um i had feature on that show sometimes and it's fun being on the other seat the the the, the guest seat opposed to the host seat so it's a really good show if you want a nice roundup of what's going on in the premier league it usually comes out on sunday evenings after you know the last game has 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 finished guys also go follow this show on the Twitter page at a tad predictable follow at EPL index on Twitter, subscribe to EPL index podcast channel on your podcast providers. Guys, give us five stars, give, give us positive comments. Um, all of that stuff goes a really long way. Also go sign up for our free competition. It's at eplindex.com stroke predictions, and you stand a chance to win. All you have to do is get your game week predictions in each game week um before that fixture has been played really uh you got to get that fixture your prediction in at eplindex.com stroke predictions and if you make sure you guys click save after you've predicted each sheet and then before you move on to the next one um, i don't want you guys to lose you know the the scores that you've recorded there if you top the leaderboard come the end of the 21 22 epl season you stand a chance to win a 100 pound voucher for epl index shop and you also get £300 cash prize. I mean, I, I could use £300 cash prize, but of course I can't enter this competition. Um, <laughs> from our awesome sponsors, Liberty Shield VP, the, the trust pilot topping Liberty Shield is what I think I'm going to call them from now on. It's because it's a fact. That's what they are. But I've been to the Ochanakira. You can find me on Twitter at Tad Predicts. We have the awesome intros. The huge thank you to Obi Semenya. He's at John Empire SA. Our producer behind the glass, Mr. Guy Drinkle. He'll be assigned the Burnley Everton game. He's at Guy Drinkle <laughs> on Twitter. She's been Alex Leticia at Alex Leticia on Twitter. And remember, Chisinga Perry. She's not sure. Bamford shot. Oh, brilliant. A Pogba. Oh, what a finish. Came out to Jimenez. Picked that one out. What a goal by Harry Kane. Saka, 2-0. Jesse Lingard. Oh, something finished. The champions of 2021 are Manchester City. Sports Social Podcast Network.